Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Steam Forward podcast. As always, I'm your host, Savannah, and today our guest is Troy McCullough, and he's here to share his wildlife education experience. And we're going to talk about snakes and Jamaica and all kinds of things. So please help me welcome Troy. Steam Forward podcast. Well, hello, Troy, and thank you for joining us on the Steam Forward podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're so excited that you're here. So before we get into your career and your background and kind of the things you're doing now, just uh, tell us something or tell us like, where did you grow up? Was it in Florida? Was it somewhere else? So um, funny story. I actually, I was born here in Miami, mm-hmm. but um, I tell people that I spent like half my life in Jamaica. That's where my whole family is from. And just a couple of us have split off from there. But um, I go back and forth. Growing up, I was there about three times a year. Speak the language, see all my family, Mm -hmm. all of that. So, um, but yeah, I've been back and forth. Currently still in Miami. Um, I've been here, went to school here, made lots of friends here. But again, that's still my home back there. So So what's your favorite Jamaican dish? Cuisine, shall I say? Right now, I'm actually hooked on the national dish, you know, Mm -hmm. Akia sawfish. Yes. But I'm plant-based, so we made a little remix to it. But the fried dumpling, um, before I was plant-based, it was curry goat. Yeah. Curry goat and rice and peas, can't go wrong with Mm -hmm. that. But, um, But right now... Um, I'm loving the ackee and sawfish. We make it with a heart of palm, green banana, and um, so fried dumpling. Can't go wrong with that. Love that. Okay, so a fellow Jamaican here on the podcast. And so did you go to college here? Yes, yes. I did um, some college here at Miami-Dade and at Broward. Mm -hmm. Um, I I started out in uh, education, and then I went to biology, but then... Things started to take a little bit of a turn, which I'm happy to tell you guys a lot more about. Yeah. So why did you originally think you wanted to go into biology? Because that's such a, um, I like to say a complicated field. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Really and truly because with biology, like I'm, I'm a nerd at heart. Mm-hmm. So I really want to know and deep dive into anything that I'm specializing in. Mm-hmm. Um, So as I just start to learn more things, I'm just like, you know what? I want to know all of the nitty gritty everything that's to it um quickly found out that that was pretty hard so um um as i started to go through that process um i also was working at the time and i found a lot of great mentors in the field that i work in now and um from there i now i'm like i'm looking back to go into school yeah um but at that time frame i was just a lot younger just more spontaneous you know so i took advantage of it yeah so how did you know that you wanted to be an educator i'm a fellow educator i love it i am aspiring to be a teacher i graduated but you know here in florida they have a really tough process of teacher certification so it's all these extra classes that i have to take so how did you know you wanted to teach um honestly it's something that came to me uh just unknowingly Mm -hmm. um a lot of people they would come to me asking for different animal advice or just anything and i would just completely unload on them and um a lot of people they would retain that information or just even on social media i would just post um animal that i might have and talk about it and people be like wow i never knew all of that so it was something that was really really natural um and unconscious for for that matter you know so um once I found out that that was like a gift of mine, um, I just took it to new new heights. Yeah. I started seeking mentorship in this space. 
um, just studying other people before me that have taught about similar topics. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, literally just came from teaching just now. So that's awesome. So you're kind of born to do it. You yeah. Feel. Yeah, absolutely. So you said that you teach people. So let's get into what more of your teaching background. So you teach people about animals. Correct. How did you get in? How do you have this love or passion for animals? So it's it's two worlds coming into one. Just like how I was saying that um, I partially grew up in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So in Jamaica, my grandma's house, we have goats, yeah. cows, um, chickens, rabbits, you name it, it's out there. So I'm picking in the field, I'm, I'm feeding them, I'm holding them, all of that. Um, and then here... In Miami, my one of my cousins, he actually had uh, two ball pythons. Wow. And I, it was my first interaction with snakes. And at that time, I fell in love with them because they were really, really cool. You know, you're little, you look up to your older cousin. So I'm, I'm playing with the snakes. And then I went to go ahead and show my, uh, my auntie and my, and my mom and show them the snakes, put them one, one run around my neck, have one in my hands, and they just freaked out. Uh, yeah, me. I'm an animal lover, but you can never convince me to touch, love, on, uh, appreciate yeah, <laughs> a snake. Yeah. So literally, once they freaked out, my young mind at that time, I didn't have any impressions on anything that was like negative. So mm -hmm. I was just like, I was like, what's the matter? Snake, like, it's yeah, just yeah. a snake. So that led me down a rabbit hole where I was just like, you know what? Let me just find out everything I could learn about all of these different types of animals. And yeah, here I am today. I, I literally started cutting grass, washing cars, got my first snake yeah. and um, and just kept educating all my friends. People right. would come over, ride around the block with a snake yeah. around my neck. And um, it was really, really fun. But yeah, that's, that's how everything all started. So it was kind of like uh, people have this, I guess, perception of a snake, right? It's going to bite you. It's mean. It's aggressive. It's ang angry. But you're kind of coming from the idea of like, well, you really have no knowledge about a snake, so let me teach you more. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. And and it, it goes to that point where it's a common saying, people fear what they don't know. Right. I feel like snakes or just reptiles for that matter, they're like the pit bulls of the animal world. They're misunderstood. So misunderstood, yeah. but they're like so sweet, so intelligent. Mm -hmm. Um, Even lizards, like I could keep going on and on, yeah. but yeah, they're, they're the best in my mind. And so where do you get your knowledge of animals? Like you just pick one and you're like, I want to know more about this. Um, so a plethora of different uh, places, but initially it was the Steve Irwin's Animal yeah. Planet, um, Discovery Channel. Mm -hmm. Even now, like on Netflix, they have documentaries. I'm all on them. I just mm -hmm. binge watch them straight through. But uh, currently, yeah, I, I would look up different um, articles. Um, I've, I've been with different teams. I've done surveys on different animals. And I have a lot of great colleagues that are in the field doing a lot of remarkable work. Um, so there's just different people I can bounce ideas off of and just mm -hmm. learn into what they're studying. So yeah. That's awesome. And so uh, tell us about your organization that you work for. Okay. So I currently work for um, Pelican Harbor Seabird Station. And um, they're a, a nonprofit. So they focus on native wildlife rehabilitation. Um, so I'm the educator there. I go to all the schools, libraries, I bring our ambassadors, teach all the kids. Um, same, same as usual. Um, but with the nonprofit, it's just that they focus on native species here in Florida. Right. Now, 
I find that that's very, very critical and essential for our ecosystem here because one, we have the Everglades. Yeah. It's the only Everglades in the world, you yeah. know, um, lots of fresh water and that's our drinking water. But um, all of the animals there, they're, they're native and they're, uh, they're specific to this region only. Right. There's people from all over the world that come to see this. So um, that's, that's really something that, that I hold near and dear to my heart that I wanted to deep dive more into. Um, you know, coming from the islands, I love the Caribbean species. Yeah. And now I just focus on both. You know, yeah. I focus on the native um, impact that we have. And then also a lot of the Caribbean species because Miami, we're a melting pot. Right. People from everywhere. But even ourselves, we don't know what's indigenous to our lands. So right. that's where my company bridges the gap. I love that. So for the people that are watching that may not understand. So why is it important that you keep the native species balanced and here and populated where they're actually from? Um, for several reasons. Uh, competition is one. Uh, biodiversity, that's a huge one mm -hmm. because the animals here, um, they all have specific roles in their ecosystems. Just like how we have our roles, we go home, we, we have our houses, things right. of that nature. Um, for example, um, the gopher tortoise, that's mm -hmm. our state tortoise. That tortoise, I like to tell people, is the real estate agent of the ecosystem of What's Florida. That? Because the gopher tortoise, what they're going to do is they're going to create burrows mm -hmm. um, in different pockets of the earth. And once they make those burrows and they leave them, other animals inhabit those those same spaces. I'm talking um, from foxes, opossums, raccoons, um snakes yeah uh, even an alligator at one point there was an article that an alligator made its way into a, a gopher tortoise burrow so yeah. it makes different homes for other animals um same thing goes for like woodpeckers and just you know everything is a cycle everything yeah. is connected so um we need everything that we have here yeah. and because we are in this specific region um everything prospers off of each other but once you introduce an invasive species um things, they start to change, you know? And people might not know. So what would be, because I know that there's exotic species yep. and then there's invasive. What would be considered, or how would something be considered an invasive species? So a native species is anything that is indigenous to the land. Right. Invasive, it means that it came from somewhere else and now has made its way here, um, whether it's um, through the port, the port of Miami, that's a huge way, right. pet industry, things of that nature. Now they're in, in, they're invasive and they're they're here they're living here but they're still competing with our native species. Right. So yeah, anything that's not from here that is now currently living here. Couple examples. Okay. The um, yeah. Uh, we our our main examples, especially what we see at the station, is the uh, rock pigeon or the rock dove. It's a the regular everyday pigeon right. that you see. Um, we have a Eurasian collar dove. A lot of species from Europe. Um, you know what I found out Go that was it. an invasive species that blew my mind? Our feral cats. Yes. And I was yes. like, oh, so gosh. when I found out that feral cats are invasive species because they take out a bird population here in Billions. Florida. Billions yeah. every year. Yeah. Feral cats, they're our number one. The ducks. Mm -hmm. The ducks, right now we're actually in migration season. So the ducks... Um, uh, we have Muscovy ducks. Mm -hmm. They're the ones with the red faces, black and white bodies. And then we also have Egyptian geese. 
they're like gray really beautiful animals but again they're not from here so all of our uh native species that may be smaller and just more yeah. adapt to this area they're getting outcompeted um a lot of the other animals are actually like bullying them or, or even eating them you know yeah. so it's just the competition it, it messes up everything but um but cats they're the number yeah. one um, I thought that was bizarre yeah they kill billions of animals every year so if you have your cats please leave them inside yes as i leave tell people inside. all the time yeah. neuter them and leave them inside yeah because it's it's really bad and um yeah it's something that nobody really acknowledges you know cats people love cats i love cats I but two of them yeah. so yeah i love them but yeah keep them inside please so uh is there a specific species that maybe their numbers are declining and that they and that you guys are working on rehabilitating to bring up the species numbers so um I can't give you a specific species, but I can give you uh, like the family per mm -hmm. se. So um, the warblers, they're like little small songbirds mm -hmm. um, that you will see. They'll like bob their tail. Um, a lot of the warblers, because they'll catch them. Um, any uh, like juvenile birds, what we refer to as fledglings, mm -hmm. sometimes they drop out the nest. Uh, once they fall out, then a cat scoops it up and sometimes they just play with their food. Um, when it comes to like lizards and things like that, I know we have a lot of invasive lizards. So like people may have been seeing the um, Bahamian curly tails. Yeah. Um, there are little curly tail lizards everywhere. Um, they eat those a lot um, and a lot of uh, anoles and things like that. So, but as far as for birds, I would say a lot of the warblers, sometimes yeah. mockingbirds, blue jays, things mm -hmm. like that. So you said that with your organization that you work for, that you're an educator. Correct. So when you go to, so do you do like middle school, high school, elementary? Everything. You do every, okay. Everything. And so when you're at these schools, what is your outcome when you're there and you're teaching these students? My outcome when it comes to education, and this is something that like really touches me in a different way, mm -hmm. is leaving a first impression and a lasting impression mm -hmm. because a lot of times the animals that I bring to to any environment that's their first time encountering that animal oh, you bring live animals yep. with you yeah okay that's awesome yep. so we have an eastern screech owl and a um, Virginia opossum mm -hmm. um and sometimes myself I even bring like red foot tortoises yeah um, boa constrictors American alligator yeah. you know um and when I bring these animals um, whether it's a five-year-old or 95-year-old, it's sometimes it's that person's first interaction ever mm -hmm. with this particular animal. And the same way how I shifted my family and my, my everybody's perspective on like just the way I interact with animals and just the respect that I have for them, um, I'm able to do that with younger minds or even older minds that might right. be like stubborn to those type of things. So. Um, getting people to interact with an opossum for the first time. I was going to say, like, that's actually a good example because yeah. recently here at our garden, there was a possum mm -hmm. and I'm not going to lie. I think because the way they look, they're a little terrifying to me. And then Pastor Linda's like, they're not. They don't have rabies and they don't attack people. Exactly. <laughs> and they're actually really good for gardens. Yeah. So yeah, you're really bringing some awareness and education to like everyday things that I think are in people's backyards. Yeah. The yeah. people, what, they kill possums or they're exactly. like, they're gross or they call the exterminator or whatever. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate because, um, one, this land is not like 
as humans, I think humans are like pretty selfish in a way. Yeah. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of humans, <laughs> but um, I really feel that like humans, they, they feel they acknowledge that this land is something that we've shared with animals forever. Right. You know, so it's like to to build all this infrastructure and buildings and all these different things without their consideration and yeah. just it, it that also causes an imbalance. You right. know, in 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 a sense, this has actually came to me that like we're invasive too. Yes. You know, everybody's moving from up north and mm-hmm. we're we're taking their homes and their spaces. So um, that's something that's really really critical. Yeah. It's like when people say shark attacks. It's like, well. It's not necessarily an yeah. attack. Yeah. You're the invasive yeah. species in the water. But yeah, it's just, I love that. So you're trying to change people's thoughts and also the language that you yeah. use around specific animals. Because I think a lot of times we can look at wildlife and look at it as evil or dangerous or bad. But yeah. you're trying to change that narrative. 100%. 100%. Awesome. And so for you, Troy, what's next? So you're an educator, you're teaching people about animals you're rehabilitating them so what's next for you in your life you think within this year honestly uh more edu- more education on a consistent basis a lot more outreach uh-huh. you know being in out in the open going to different venues events uh things of that nature i feel like making that that in-person connection right. is greater than anything um, but also just having more of a social media um presence that's that's something that's also great um you should get on tiktok no for sure i have started my tiktok yeah i have started my tiktok and it's going well so far yeah. you know but just getting more consistent to it and um yeah. and dialing in on the type of education mm-hmm. um just because uh, a little side note like i know a, a lot of uh what's in the animal industry is more of a, a fear-mongering mm-hmm. uh, uh uh pretty much a fear-mongering like um how can I say, uh, direction of like showing people, yeah, you know, um, and I don't want to, I don't want to put it that in that negative yeah. light, you know, I want to show people that these animals, they're here for a reason and mm-hmm. it's not something that you have to be afraid of, you know, because I work with a lot of uh, dangerous species, yeah. you know, like I have my own venomous snakes and crocodilians. Your own, like at your house? Yep. What kind of snakes do you own? Monocled cobras. Um, uh, copperhead, copperhead. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. So, um, I used to work on a venom extraction team. Wow! So, um, so Wait, yeah. tell tell more about that. Okay. Yes. So, what was that like? So, I was in Homestead. Um, I found great mentors. Uh, uh Tom Crutchfield and Ray Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, they taught me everything that I know about like venomous snakes and handling them, their okay. behaviors, things of that nature. Um, I also was working in the Everglades. Yeah, worked with. 13 foot gators and hatching out babies every year Jeez, and then um awesome also um birds of prey as well so like raptors falcons mm-hmm. hawks um all of those different things so i have a lot of license under my belt a lot of That's experience awesome. you know but um but yeah just working in those different spaces you know i know that i we're we're really 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 close with that yeah you know we're really close with death so we can't take that for granted but we also can't perpetuate that uh that that it's like a like it's a good thing you know like it's it's something that we're we're aware of but we have to be mindful that you know there's younger minds that are watching us right you know it's for those of us that are in the field um and i i would hate to see like an, another younger mind see what i'm doing and just be like okay i can do that too. i could do that too and i'm ready for it 
that's not that's not yeah. my message, you know. So I always just try to promote that more of a, a safe safer handling right. when it comes to these different species. Right. Yeah. yeah, because I think um I've seen like snake handlers on like YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm deathly, I don't know why I'm just deathly terrified. That's the one animal that I just can't get down with. And I just see them and I'm like, there's no way that this is safe. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. wow. 100%. I, it stresses me out that you have snakes at your house. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that's awesome. I think that you have such a great positive attitude about it and you have like the right message, like, and I think that you're doing great things I and I, you're very articulate and you're, I've just learned so much today. And I didn't realize that, um, that that organization was right here in Florida. Yeah. And so you going to schools and teaching kids that probably have never even owned their own pet in their life. And you're showing all these exotic animals and just changing the narrative is such a great thing. I appreciate so that. I honor you for that. And so just to wrap up this podcast, if you had one word for our word of the day, what would that word be? That word would be, actually it's my favorite word. Okay. Ambition. And why is that? Because I truly want all of the young minds to go after what they dream of. Um, Do it for your younger self, Mm -hmm. you know, your childhood self. Because if you don't do it for yourself, life is just going to come at you. And yeah. that is not a great feeling. That's so have ambition, go after whatever it is that you want in life with all of your being and um, and get after it. So, yeah. That's great. Well, thank you, Troy, for joining us on this podcast. I'm definitely going to tell Pastor Linda to have you come do some demonstration oh, with the sure. animals and stuff. I think that that will be awesome. So thank you for, for your time, for your expertise, for your knowledge. Or else we honor that and we value that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And as always, a special thanks to our sponsors, the Children's Trust and Trinity Church. And don't forget that there are three ways in which you can listen or watch this podcast. If you'd like to listen, follow us on Apple or Spotify. If you'd like to watch, follow us on YouTube. Make sure that you subscribe, like, and click that bell for post notifications. Steve.